Okay, my goodness, welcome in. Hello to you all. It is uh, one minute after 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Holy moly. It is the 7th of June, a day before my brother, World Book Jim's birthday. Do not forget that, Eric. The show comes to you each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Shut up. Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. All right, welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, Monday through Friday, and sometimes even on the weekend. I guess it just depends. But uh, welcome in. First of all, let me get this out of the way. The show is available on Discord. The uh, voice channel is set up. Uh, If you can find me on Discord, then you're all set. I will uh, provide a link in the show notes. The thing about Discord is I don't have it set up yet where if I play any sound, like the intro with Alabama Linda there or or whatever, that it shows up. uh, It's a little wonky. But uh, I will get that set up. I just need one little kind of like patch cord piece of equipment, boring shit. Uh, So hopefully down the road, you'll be able to hear all of the uh, sound clips that I play. But I'm just happy to be able to have the show on Discord so that if you're just driving around, you can just listen to it through your phone or through your car. And you don't have to worry about um, like a, uh, a video live stream at the same time, which I guess works. But, you know, just one more way to be able to get the show. So thank you very much if you're on that. Now, as you know, the show, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page on uh, Facebook, if you would, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Those folks over there bringing that to you. If you could, share it, and uh, then hit the bell, uh, not, not the bell notification. Like it and share it. It's all I want you to do. Thank you. And then, while we're at it, a Periscope video. On Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Retweet it with a snarky comment. That would be nice. And then the almighty YouTube, for crying out loud. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Bell notification. Thumbs up. Off you go. Subscribe to the channel, if you will. Got the show on Instagram. Eric Zane Show on Instagram. And email me anytime at all on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Shoreliners Striping Making the parking lots look nice. Sweeping the parking lot. Painting the parking lot. Painting the athletic fields. They do it all at Shoreliners Striping. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I would love to hear from you. All right. Paul writes, dude, I've got poison ivy on my arms. Got it golfing. It won't go away. I've done a little bit of research on it because I'm dealing with this right now. Uh, This arm in particular look it looks like i've got a hole in my forearm here i've scratched this so much yeah it's it's rough the arms are in bad shape is spots down here and then you know i was reading that people like you know the um poison ivy starts and then it's like on one little spot and then before you know it your whole arm is affected you might think oh well it's spreading no 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 what happened there is uh, the, the first spot, spot number one, shows up because it probably got the most of the poison from the poison ivy on there. And uh, all of the other spots that um, emerge are, were also touched, and they just emerge later. You know, they, they got less of a, of a poisonous 
dose. It's, it's crazy to think that just brushing up against some plant can have such an awful effect on you. Uh, it's it and to your to your skin this type of uh, immune response that is just a killer and and the camera doesn't do it justice because you know uh, I'm I'm running my hand up and down my forearm here and it it's like uh, my God it's like a topographical relief map of uh, some canyon for God's sake there's so many bumps on it and they itch like hell all right and in fact yesterday. I was um, like, I can't control it. I got I to gotta go to the hospital. This, they sell this uh, product, 1% hydrocortisone. And uh, it's like a cream. And I, I burned through an entire uh, tube of it in a day. I mean, I'm just slathering it on. And it kind of works a little. Uh, there's also home remedies you can use, like baking soda and like oatmeal. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um I don't know why I haven't tried those because nothing else has really worked. The only thing that I have any success with with this damn poison ivy has been Benadryl, like an actual Benadryl tablet. The problem with that is you then feel like you're out of it. You know, it, it has a really, really strong effect on, like, your brain. In fact, I was reading that it's the equivalent of driving around with a .10 blood alcohol level. Now, So basically drunk. Now, I don't believe that at all. I thought that that was bullshit because I've driven drunk many times and it, uh, probably just a little bit buzzed and it still isn't even close to what I felt when I was driving around yesterday. So yes, I was driving around. I probably could have gone to jail from Benadryl. Can you imagine uh, a former radio idiot popped by the cops for driving around on Benadryl? But it, it, oh my God. All right, here come the home remedies. Uh, Dirk says it spreads before you push the oil around. Yeah, well, once you get it on you, uh, it it just, it's there. Once it touches the skin, and I was just bathing in it, because the amount of time that I was um, uh, working with the um, uh, poison ivy was like two hours, and just like, I, I didn't even think for one second that I was dealing with poison ivy, but it is all over the place. Look at that. Oh, my God. And I've got it, like, on spots on my belly, my ass, my legs. I probably did spread it around before I actually washed because as soon as you wash your body and wash the clothes and uh, wash the bed sheets, then that uh, the, the chemical, I forget how you pronounce it, begins with the letter U, Urishal or something like that. Uh, it, it's going to go away. Um, I was reading that if you, like, are burning it, if you have poison, uh, poison, po- I sound like Michael Strahan, poison ivy, and you throw it on a fire, like outside, that is not good because then it's going to go up in flames and that actually breathing that is a horrible thing to do. So I am just in agony, okay? Uh, the Benadryl has been working to some degree but right now it is not and i'm just ripping apart these forearms and the thing about it is now it's to a point where my arms i swear to god this is gross are starting to leak like if i scratch it for a little bit then the immune response all of a sudden it gets like this weepy jizz flying out of my arm oh so bad uh, Sarah says uh, steroids, prednisone works. Yeah, well, I, I'd have to go to the doc to get that. But I don't know if I uh, 
man. Uh, Jason writes, oatmeal is tough because you might hurt your neck trying to eat off your arm. Thank you, dad joke. The amount of prescribed medications people drive with in their system is scary. Benadryl is nothing. Stop itching. Get some ice. Yeah, you can't tell someone. Do you know, I mean, if you're not in a state of itchiness like I am right now, it is so easy to just say, oh, yeah, the problem is just stop itching it. No, it doesn't work that way. Have you ever had an itch so bad you can't stop? That's what this is. So don't tell me I to stop itching. It's not that easy to just stop the itching for crying out loud. Jeez. Sarah Rook Ruck Rutch. How to never have a poison ivy rash again. You know, I remember this. I remember this video from this guy. But I forget I forget how he uh, I forget how he described it. That's a good point. I actually have watched this in the past, but I do not actually recall the bits and pieces, the nuances of this dude who says, look, if you, uh, if you do this, you will never, ever have poison ivy ever again. All right. I want to check this out. I want to see what he if says. If you want to know why you're so tops. I want to see what he says. Because I remember this, Dirk. Okay. I'm standing in a bed of poison ivy. It's all around my feet. I have a large vine on my right. I have another large vine on my left. I have a dead vine right here. That dead vine probably still contains urushiol. That's the nasty oil in poison ivy that'll give you a rash. Uh huh. I'm not afraid of this poison ivy because I understand how poison ivy works. If you understand how poison ivy works, you never need to get a serious rash again for the rest of your life. All right, do it. I learned how to prevent it without buying silly, expensive products with pictures of poison ivy on the containers. You can too. Smart ass. I have nothing to gain from telling you this except to help you stay healthy and happy and unafraid of the woods. With my knowledge from 25 years as a scientist studying inflammation of the skin, eight years of working in the woods after retirement, I put together a simple, easy program that stops urushiol from entering my skin. Urushiol is a greasy oil found in poison wow. ivy, sumac, and oak. You don't even have to touch a plant to get a rash. But it's impossible to get a rash without getting urushiol on your skin. Have you ever touched a tractor tire? Ever moved a chainsaw? Ever picked up a rake? If those things were exposed to urushiol, they might transfer it to your skin months or even years later. All right, so get to it. This is just axle grease, but it behaves pretty much like urushiol, the nasty component in poison ivy. It is a greasy, nearly invisible oil that can attack you without your he ever says, going near the poison ivy oil plant. weird. You don't get a poison ivy reaction just because you got the poison ivy on your skin. You get it because you didn't effectively get it off your skin. Uh-huh. If you understand how urushiol works, you may go the rest of your life without ever having a serious poison ivy, oak, or sumac reaction again. Simply clean your skin within two to eight hours of contact. Easy, right? Not really. Many people get poison ivy rashes, even though they took a shower in time to remove it, but they did not wash effectively. Okay. It is as hard to remove as the automotive grease. Ever go to dinner and realize you still had car grease between your fingers or on the back of your arm well, after washing up? The NFK has shit I'll bet you have. Urushiol finally makes it under your skin, not just because you got it on your skin in the first place, 
but because you didn't wash it off on time and it can work its way in. That's why poison ivy rash often shows up on the back of the arm, between yep. the fingers, there we go. or behind the ears. There it is. Here I demonstrate three different cleaners on my arm. Plain All old right. dial. All right, so this guy is saying wash. Yeah, no shit. Wash your arm. First of all, asshole. First of all, asshole. I didn't know I was dealing with uh, fucking poisonous whatever the fuck it was. Excuse me because I don't know my botany, you dumb dick. All right, just because I don't live in the woods doesn't mean that I don't... I mean, come on. All right, thanks. Congratulations. And you've just shown me how difficult it is to get this shit off. So, uh, yeah, the congratulations you know how to wash your arm you're so fucking brilliant unbelievable thanks for rubbing it in that all i gotta do is wash myself who wants to do that <laughs> shit i'd rather just get it how many people watch this video probably 50 billion people and not what it hasn't helped any of them this guy's sitting there bragging yeah i know how to do this i know what's up holy shit yeah, six, uh, seven million people have watched this thing. Congratulations. This guy writes, doing tree work for years, I would outbreak with poison ivy about 10 times a year. It's miserable. I watched this about six months ago and started doing what he said and never got it again. Thank you so much for this. All right, I am less grateful because I, okay, the thing is, I never actually look, I never actually like look and say, what exactly am I dealing with here? It never even occurred to me until 24 hours later when I started itching like a son of a bitch that, uh, that I knew I was screwed. And this is just, and, and the thing about poison ivy is no matter what you put on it, it's not going to go away. It's going to take just your body to just work its way through and uh, 10 to 14 days later is when it'll start to feel better. Oh, and then, uh, and then, you know, Hey, stop, uh, stop scratching. Stop, uh, stop scratching that itch. Um, yeah, it, absolutely impossible. In fact, there were several times in the last day or so where I said, Hey, can you go get me a dinner fork? What? Yeah, I need a fork. And then I'm using a fork on my arm. Oh, Jeez. Just absolutely killing me. Wash with Fells Napa. Wash with this. Wash with, with that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just uh, going to have to get through it. There's nothing I can do about it right now. I may end up going to the doctor. Dirk says, maybe you're dealing with it because you didn't bother finishing the video. No, I did watch that whole video years ago. I just didn't think about it at the time. You just got to wash, I know. But at the time, that I mean, right now, this isn't going to help me. Tyler says, ice packs for the itching. Yeah, I'm busy. I can't. I would rather just uh, uh, scratch the shit out of it all day long than... Uh, <laughs> Then, then walk around with ice packs attached to my arm, for God's sake. Scrub it with the NFK's feet. Well, all right. Uh, take some Benadryl and use calamine lotion all day. Yeah, I've, I'm on Benadryl right now. Uh, it doesn't. I think my body is used to it. It's not doing anything at this point. Um, took took the Benadryl when I, I I take it all night. I, I had a I had pills by my bedside. I woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, time for a re time for a refill. 
Chris says lacquer thinner works to stop the itching, but it hurts like hurts like hell and is probably poison. Yeah, I don't think putting petroleum-based products on open wounds is a good idea, you fucking idiot. The fuck is wrong with you? Kenny says definitely no sex in the in the as every single one of Kenny's inputs on the uh, live stream always has a typo. Uh, definitely no sex, no sex in the best future now. LOL. Kenny, uh, you got to go like at least one day without typos. Read, read it before you hit send and then like edit because I, I, I think I know what you mean. Make ice with paper Dixie cups. Apply to itch. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just itching it. Double the dose, Alexis says. Oh, man. Use the brake cleaner I gave you. Put brake cleaner on my arms? I don't know, guys. Kenny responds with a historically aggressive response that we've all known to love, grow in love with. Fuck off, man. Jeez. Kenny is the king of overreaction for anything that comes his way on the live stream. We all know that the butt hurt runs deep whenever you say anything to him. Hey, Kenny, learn to type. Go fuck your mother. I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> that, that's the response you get from Kenny whenever you tell him anything at all on the live stream. Uh, Kenny, man, uh, why, 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 don't you, why don't you give me a break? Leave me. Uh, go fuck your kids. Fuck you. Hope you die. Zero stars. Ah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I'm going to have to put all that fire later on. Okay, so that's what's going on. The poison ivy is just killing me. Graduation party yesterday for Madison. Not yesterday, Saturday. This was huge. This worked out so well. I was so happy with this. And here's the best part. Uh, my dad was there, and we had Zaniac party crashers. Okay. Now, typically a party crasher is like, oh boy, you know, they just show up and you're like, oh God, what are these people doing here? But no, man, I love this. this uh, that was fantastic. Anybody who was a Zaniac who said, show, you know what? I'm showing up. That was great. I'm so glad you guys were there. It was, uh, it, it just added another element to it. And the fact that uh, I had failed to mention that my dad was going to be there, dad and Joanne. And you guys walked up, and I dropped a surprise on several of you. Here's the thing. Dean comes walking up with a dirty 30 of Ham's beer from the NFK and offered it, kind of like approaching the Godfather uh, with, with, uh, with gifts, you know. And he's just sitting in, in the chair in his natural habitat watching TV. And boring Dean shows up uh, looking tan, lean, and mean and gives the NFK the 30-pack holy shit and he's like he did his mind was blown in my mind i was thinking to myself how's he well you know is he gonna start to think put two and two together that i talk about him on the regular and then uh and then he's gonna be like hey what's going on on that show what how, how is it everybody knows that i like ham's beer i had one guy bring me a sign i had another guy bring me a 30 pack of ham's beer now he isn't gonna th think that far into it uh, I was wondering if any of you had gotten a good look at his feet because because he had no socks on and Crocs, no socks and Crocs, and uh, the the feet were visible for a period of time, and uh, I don't think he cares. But uh, for Meathead being there, 
it was a, a ton of people. You know, the uh, Dave and Mary Veldink were there. I don't know if you had a chance to interact with them. Uh, just a day before, we had the remembrance ceremony for the uh, dearly departed Kate Veldink, and that was that was unbelievable. Mary shows up, and um, uh, Kate, who just passed away, it was uh, about a week ago. I started talking about that. Um, Dave and Mary show up, and they have a gift for Madison included in this uh, little gift bag. And the card was uh, a number of Kate's uh, Hope College T-shirts. Okay, so Kate just laid to rest um, just days ago. And Mary says, here, I have these for you when you go to – because uh, Madison is going to this uh, this really, really great college. Hope well, all colleges are great. Come on now. Uh, Hope College. And uh, so she's going to have uh, Kate's shirt. So that was, that was touching. Uh, I was just glad to see Dave and Mary um, doing okay. But that was it, man. It was uh, it was a hell of a party we had. Okay, Zaniacs, let's see if I can remember everybody who showed up. Jeremy and Rico, who are my new favorite power couple. You know? Oh, God, are they great. And uh, so they, in fact, Rico, I'm understanding, because a lot of you know Jeremy K from just years of supporting the show. Rico is Jeremy's better half. Now, Jeremy is sometimes known as Jeremy the Gay, I have referred to him as that in the past, tongue-in-cheek. But uh, Rico, was the first time I met Rico, he was super quiet and reserved uh, at the bowling event at Big Dick Donnie's, Howard City Lanes. Uh, but this time, man, and Rico's like, oh, boy, I don't know. We'll just go in there and just hang out for a few minutes and take off. But those guys, man, there were so many people there that were just, just just fell in love with them. They felt so comfortable, and it was just a great laid-back event that they ended up staying for the whole damn party, hanging out by the pool with Charity Scam Mike. And, uh, and the Schaefers were there, Andrea and Jason, and their two kids were there diving in the pool. It was awesome. Not to mention Dean, uh, Stevie, who got to meet a guy I want to see O'Neal all the time. Hi, O'Neal. Hi, handsome boy. Hi, handsome boy. She, uh, where, where can I meet that boy? When can I meet that boy? She got to meet him, man, and she was just on cloud nine. I've got pictures of her and O'Neal sitting there laughing and smiling away with a great big grin on his face. He just loved her. Uh, who am I forgetting? Pellerito, Stevie, Dean, the Schaefers, Sarah Rook Ruck Rooch, and Avery, her son, and uh, Jeremy and Rico. I think I'm getting that right. If I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. Freaking bounce house. My grandkids were there. My grandkids were there, and uh, Jim and Aubrey are there. And Aubrey is, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. When we started out the relationship, it was rocky. It was really, really rocky. And for years, it was a lot of rockiness. But it seems like everybody's just kind of planing out. And everything is, is, is everyone is getting along. It was just awesome. So, man, I just loved it. And then my grandkids, they had the type of look where, first of all, dad, Jim, my son, did not bring bathing suits. So he was, he looked like a, they, they were pissed because they couldn't go swimming. But we had the bounce house in the front, and they played so hard. They ended up taking off their shirts, and they were sweating profusely. I was like, yes, this is great. Playing children. No one's looking at the phone. Everyone's having a great time. I got Mean Gene, my cook, 
cooking all the food for us. Gene is a friend. He's a Filipino dude, and he uh, makes the best Asian food you have ever found in your life uh, or tasted in your life. He, um, these these uh, egg rolls he makes, he rolls every one of them by hand, every single one of them, 500. He had 500 egg rolls ready to go. Oh, dude, the food. Uh, she, Gene also did uh, Jacqueline's graduation party like five years ago, okay? Um, and so he was back, and we had the ice cream chest full of ice cream. It was We had so much ice cream left over that when the folks uh, picked up the bounce house and the chairs that we rented, I go, you guys got to raid the, the freezer. They went in, the, the workers, they, got, they each got ice cream. My God, so much awesomeness. Uh, cannot tell you enough uh, just to, to be able to get together with those folks. Missed my mom, of course. Wally could not make it. In fact, like no one from my family outside of uh, my dad, Joanne, and my stepsisters, two of my stepsisters, their spouses, their kids, uh, my brother Jim, his lovely wife Sandy, and their two kids. Uh, Push-up Paul, no show. Regular Mike, no show. Didn't ask why. They just said they're not coming. They sent it. They sent a nice gift. Would have been nice to see him. Uh, step step family on Wally's side. Nobody showed up. All right, fine. I went to your kids. Thanks. Totally kidding. Not a big deal. But man, it was incredible. And then at uh, at eight p.m. on Saturday, I had to get up here as the party was winding down to do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. We had hit it out of the park. It was awesome. Great fun. Uh, tons of hilarious things happened on that show. And then I come down. Everybody's gone. The party has ended. Wow. It uh, just, just great. I can't, I can't uh, say enough how much fun we had. I love the fact that the, that the crashers show up and it's in no way weird. Okay. You guys just showed up audience members uh, who I, I hate to say audience members. You're all friends. Okay. It's, it's beyond audience members. It's moments like that. When you just are there, that I realize I have we have nothing to worry about when it comes to the longevity of this show. You guys are the absolute best, the gold standard of audience. My audience is not the biggest, but my God, will they go the extra mile for you. I am so appreciative of you all. You are just awesome. Even Kenny, when he's saying terrible things to me on the live stream and swearing horribly, and being attacking like he is. I don't know why. I don't know why you got to do that. I don't know why you got to attack everybody. You got to quit being so aggressive in your in your words. You know, you keep screaming at everybody and 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 getting in fights and everybody's like, "What? What's going on? What are you talking about?" Come on. So quit it. Jeez. You're like a, a defriending people and blocking them and banning them. Everybody's like, "What the hell is this problem? Why is he so pissed off?" Jesus. Kate is in the house from New Jersey, who was a witness to the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which featured on the video feed, featured on the video feed of us looking at a picture of three-year-old Ben and drawing dicks on the picture. Okay? You got to see it. Kenny writes, what a bunch of shit. All right. What, what, what now? What is, what is causing you strife now? What bit of dramatics is going on in the world that we need to uh, 
We need to talk you down from the ledge. What? What? Who has upset you now that we need to we need to hold your hand about? Please tell us. We 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 gotta we we can't have you screaming at people and dropping f bombs at them and calling them terrible names. What? What in God's name could be happening? That is so terribly awful now. What is it? I'm not screaming at people. You are too. You always tell people to fuck off and eat shit and go fuck themselves and fuck their mothers. Why? Why? Why are you doing that? I told you to fuck off. I had one one fucking word autocorrected on me, and then you, you attacked me this morning. I did what, uh, Kenny? I did what I'm supposed to do, and that is bust balls. And you always respond with, yeah, well, go fucking die or some terrible no, thing. You always drop. You, you said fuck off or whatever. I'm, I, I'm, I'm joking, but it's always super aggressive on your end. Everybody's like, well, what the fuck is this problem? So I just want to make sure you're not like really actually get, got sand in your fucking vagina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we missed you at the party, Kenny. It would have been great. Dean was there. You, you and him could have played one-on-one basketball. Or maybe even done synchronized swimming in the pool. No. Okay. All right. That's it. I just want to make sure you weren't that pissed off. No, I'm not pissed off, man. But, I mean, why you got to be making up shit? What are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> I'm not yelling at people and, and all this shit. You, you're exaggerating, and, and that's uh, all right. But look, look, okay, all I need to do is look at what you wrote. Fuck off and what a bunch of shit. That doesn't. Yeah, it's a bunch of shit. Like I, I can't, you know, speak up for myself. It doesn't. When I'm, when, when I'm tired of other people giving me shit all the fucking time. Fuck off, man. Jeez, is what you wrote. I mean, I know I don't know how uh, where you come from, but from where I come from, that isn't exactly the the nicest response. Well, it's not like you're just you know speaking truth and talking all nice about me this morning either, are you? All I did was said you can't make a comment without a typo. That's all I said, and I get a fuck <laughs> off, man. Jeez, you know. No, and, no. And no, you've got a they, rich history they, on this show. You said more than that. You know, you said more than and that. And you got a rich history on this show. Of if everybody doesn't go up to you, put their arms around you, and tell you that they love you, you get all butt hurt and scream and yell and Google reviews and all this other bullshit. No, no, see, there's a difference between you giving me shit and other people that listen oh, giving me shit no, I don't for, think you there know, is. fucking years. No, oh, <laughs> oh here no, we go, listen, here we go. There's a huge fucking difference. Here we go, I don't, I don't, okay, all right, uh, I don't, I think if you asked them that they wouldn't say that they, I think that they would be just doing what I'm doing, you know. No, no, and, and that's just it. Uh, said, why is it okay for, for everybody else to give me shit? Well, everybody gives everybody shit. No, what? not exactly. You're, you're not so special. Don't don't think you're so special. Every you uh, realize some of the shit I've said about these people. Oh my god. Okay, tell you what. I'll look at all their names and say something terrible about them all right now, so that you feel more loved. Oh yeah, no. That's... <laughs> all right. Uh, Amanda says this is boring and not funny. So I gotta I gotta let you go. Well, that's not my fault. All right, I'll let you go. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Thank All right, you. later. Okay. Jesus, Amanda, now you're pissing me off too. Nick says he's getting heated, Eric. Back away slowly. It's true. Back away slowly. Oh my God. All right. So thanks again, everybody, for coming by. I appreciate that. 
I think the Benadryl's starting to work a little bit. It's not as bad of an itch. It, it has a ramp-up time, by the way. It, it says it, uh, I read that if you take it, it takes about two hours before the uh, height of the positive effects take place. Okay, I'm going to do a live cameo in a minute. I was hired by someone to do a live cameo, and it needs to happen. Because, um, well, I'll, ex- I'll explain when, when, I, when I get to it, but if you want a cameo, Eric... I'm sorry. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Wait a minute. Is that what it is? Yeah. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Or just go to Cameo.com and search my name. Fifteen ninety nine. I can roast anybody. I can be nice to anybody. Whatever you want. Hire me on Cameo. I've got an air conditioning specialist. You know who it is. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling 616. 516-8579. They're the best. can make life very easy for you if you have trouble with your air conditioning uh, setup. Or or they can install one for you. They utilize, uh, I should, uh, damn it, tr- struggling, struggling to be sure. They install the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners and furnaces. Reach out to them, 616-516-8579. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid, 616-532-6600. That's Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Take the car there when it's not behaving right. Get that thing fixed. Uh, oil change, wheel alignment, whatever it is you need done, reach out to Irvine's. They will make it uh, so that, well, you know, it's as painless as possible. Get that thing fixed and take care of your car so that's running tip-top condition. So specializing in any type of um, Asian, domestic, and all Europeans except Volkswagen vehicles. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay. I've been talking uh, for quite some time about the business of um, challenging Mike Ball in the uh, October 17th Grand Rapids Marathon. Half marathon, actually. Okay? And uh, so Mike is uh, in great shape right now. He's uh, in in race shape for Ironmans. So he has, uh, well, basically I have to catch up. Because, by the way, I'm so fat now that um, people are actually saying, hey, you're looking a little soft. I think it was Dean, boring Dean, who said, um, my God, look at your pouch or look at your, look at your belly. He made like some disparaging response, uh, d- d- remark like that at the party. So I, I got, you know, I went and ate a couple more ice creams, which, by the way, I had four, count them, four ice creams. I had a san- ice cream sandwich, a fudge bar. I had the Snickers deal, and I had the strawberry shortcake, which are amazing. Oh, so yet another week in the books where I swear, I swore to God that I was going to do it and get back after it. And again, have so another week passes. I'm probably uh, 18 weeks out from this race, and uh, I would be lucky to be able to finish a mile in under eight minutes right now. Uh, but yet I am still entirely convinced that i will be able to beat the shit out of one mike ball in the grand rapids half marathon so he showed up at the house yesterday on saturday he was he didn't crash he was invited uh mike ball well again i don't want you to take the word crash as an insult i'm glad you were all there i loved you all so much mike shows up with his son evan and uh he uh you know 
He says to me, I'm, I'm going to hire you on Cameo. The details are coming in. This is what he wrote. Please do my Cameo live on the podcast for everyone to hear about how you are going to kick my ass. Please tell them how I'm just your punching bag. Please tell them. Please let them know now that this week's pile of excuses are done. How this is the week you're so motivated to destroy me, asshole. Please tell them about all the times we've raced and you've destroyed me, but don't mention the times I've beat you or the earth raised up and swallowed your fragile ankle. Uh, that happened once. It happened once at the freaking uh, uh, Johans Trifest. Okay, no big deal. And you fell on your face in the woods. All right, maybe twice. It happened at Seahorse, too. I want to hear all about how you have all these degrees in exercise physiology, and I'm just a half-educated idiot who puts cake on metal shelves for a living. Now, I never said that. This will be an epic. This will be an epic cause. This will be epic because we will have it on a recording we can play back on October 18th, and you and all the Zaniacs can rub my nose and shit after you make a mockery out of me. After all... I did the Greenville Triathlon today, and the 5K run of the race, I at the I was uh, running at uh, 6:39 pace. So he actually did 6:33 a mile for a 5K after he burnt his lungs out on the bike and the swim. So that's actually very very strong. He Mike Ball was first in his age group, which is 45 to 49. He crushed it. He was in first place with a bullet. I think this the next closest 45 to 49-year-old was two minutes behind him. So there is no doubt that right now at this point in time, Mike Ball, I don't think he's ever been faster because I haven't really gone down the line of uh, the previous years and looked at his other times, but still, that's quick. Okay? Shit, I had no idea you were that, that strong. And actually, it was 633 a mile. As how it, it wasn't 639. You were actually faster, I think. He says, uh, so clearly I have a lot of work to do if I don't want to embarrass myself come fall. Sincerely, the guy who is going to be your bitch. Yeah, right. Mike. So he wants me to do this cameo and say all the things that I would normally say when I'm talking shit and uh, that, so that he can play it back the day after he kicks my ass so he says all right so all i have to do is open up the cameo app hold it up here uh for mike evan and carter all right <clears throat> again this is always one take there we go Hey, Mike, Evan, and Carter, how are you? Evan and Carter, uh, your dad, as you probably know, and I are having a race against each other October 17th, Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Uh, I just wanted to point out that um, you're going to be very disappointed in your dad yet again, okay? Um, you're already disappointed and embarrassed enough that basically he just has to put... Uh, 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 teeth rotting cakes on shelves for a living okay and all that's doing he's actually hurting you because he's providing you with an example of what uh, uh, somebody who has no education 
will do with their life if if they uh, if they go the route that that uh, he has gone make sure you do not do like him do not aspire to be a guy who puts candy and snack cakes on shelves for god's sake that's a horrible way to go and i you know i guess somebody has to do it and he's probably pretty good at it but i don't want you to think for one second that you should do this with the rest of your life okay so i just wanted to get that out of the way that's the most important thing here remember your dad is a loser don't ever forget that all the other dads that you happen to see and and when they pick their kids up from school uh, they're all better than your dad so going forward just know that your dad is the worst dad in america and you should probably there's a thing you can do where you can actually divorce your parents i forget what it's called emancipation some shit like that you can actually divorce your dad and make it so it's not your dad anymore now your mom's already got one in the works so once she dumps your dad and goes and gets a real man you will then have a new dad so i don't want you to feel too i don't want you to feel too badly that uh that it's going to be like this for the rest of your life so don't worry new dad on the way and i just wanted you to know that i i will allow you to root for me uh evan and carter uh in because i know you don't want to root for your dad it's embarrassing uh come october 17th i will see you guys there at the finish line and then I'll cross the finish line ahead of your deadbeat dad. And I'll say, this is what real dads do for their kids. They don't lose. So, all right, your loser dad, I'm going to destroy him. And I want you to stop loving him now. Okay, there is no reason to love your dad. He's a horrible individual, and I think he kills dogs. So I'm going to kick your dad's ass. Okay, that's what I'm telling you. Your dad, I'm going to beat the shit, the hillbilly shit out of your dad he i am so wound up right now he has dangled the carrot in front of my face and i am going to destroy your dad okay in that race october 17th you better be there and i'll talk to you guys sorry that you have to put up with your dad he's a loser there you go you see you only make fun of me (laughs) you never say anything bad about anybody else shut up I am so pissed off right now. I can't wait to go eat six or seven ice cream bars and then uh, leftover Asian food and not run today. I'm going to celebrate that bludgeoning that just took place by doing all of those things. Mike Ball, you are dead. Holy shit. Kate says, oh, my God, that was brutal. Nathan says, LOL, your dad is a loser. Uh, I guess, Amanda, did you start an exercise program? I did day one of my three-week exercise program today. I give myself credit, but I really hate exercising. Dirk says there should be some sort of race bet on this for us listeners and for the competitors. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Because uh, as much as Mike Ball is an idiot, uh, he did come up with a great idea, as I've said many times before. Uh, the audience members usually come up with the best ideas. Let me go over what we're thinking. I just read it this morning. Eric, I was thinking about your podcast with Ben, and the idea was uh, floated about raising money for a charity through our battle life and covid took away our jamestown hope with every step by the way mike raised a ton of money for that race uh, for that uh, organization 
for many, many years with our hope with every step, but would like to do something for the AT Children's Project. And with the unfortunate passing of Kate, it might be fresh in people's minds again and make them more willing to get behind something. So my rough idea is uh, cash amount, maybe 25 bucks a slot. Yeah, for that, the person will then pick the winner, Eric or, or, uh, or me, in the margin of victory with all proceeds going to AT. I'm thinking I could sponsor and offer free little Debbies for a year or something for the, for the winner. Who knows? Maybe other sponsors would want to come on board and offer something. Maybe Don, uh, Don Curran from Grand Rapids uh, Marathon could throw an entry to next year's races or other races of his. Bet we could raise a bunch of money if we tapped into some of the old cronies that were always involved with, H, uh, uh, with a- AT. Hopefully get you some exposure for the podcast to some new ears and eyes and hopefully get my name out there. Yeah, I mean, that's all part of it. That kind of c- comes with the territory. But ultimately, you know, uh, Mike wants to raise money. So that's, that's awesome. Um, would need some way to get them to take the money and have some sort of chart of who has what time slot. Could shit talk all the way up to race day and there could still be some suspense, even though you'll... Uh, if even though you'll more than likely destroy me yeah he's saying that tongue-in-cheek he write all ideas ran through my head on my zone two which is hardly working zone two ten and a half mile run at sub 830 pace in the 90 degree heat today i like your chances fuck you you fucking asshole there's no way i could do that right now he is strong as shit i've got my work cut out for me but trust me i am all about it okay so today push this up to the front burner i'll be in touch with my friends from at about how we're going to make this happen so you what you're going to do is you're going to sign up and you're going to drop down the money and it goes directly to at okay i don't see the money mike doesn't see the money it all goes directly to them in order for you to place the bet you have to give the 25 bucks okay you give the 25 bucks and then you put down the margin of victory okay uh, by whoever you pick. So if you pick Mike Ball, 10 minutes, you're entered in. That's your. That's what you got. And if whoever is closest to the – okay, if Mike does beat me, which he's not, uh, whatever, whoever has the closest time of victory, you know, has predicted the closest, uh, closest time of victory wins, is the grand prize winner, which we have not yet even uh, come up with a, a prize to give away, but we will. Uh, so that's what we'll do. You can count on that happening. I'm taking care of it right now in the announcement. And uh, will there be a DNF option, says Aram. Holy shit. No. Mike says $500 on Mike. Kate says $1,000 on board with, or 1,000% on board with this. Yeah, you can, it's a minimum of 25, but you can put in whatever amount you want. Okay, that's how we'll do it. I'll talk with the AT people today. They've got all the uh, infrastructure set up. It's quite literally just a handful of clicks. And then you sign up, and then in the comments, you can write down your time. I'll write all that shit down. I'll have it all filed away nicely. And then, boom, we're done. I love it. Okay, so we've got several months now to prepare for this. Uh, Mike, as we said, is already in shape to crush. Mike can kill it. Um I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw that he in the 5K leg of his triathlon again after he, he was on the bike for extended time, 
in this sprint triathlon and then ripped off 633 a mile for a 5k that's smoking that is fast okay this is a little bit of a different animal much longer distance race but when you are in as bad a shape as i am again look at this let's let's again see the belly look at the the amount of fat oh it's so bad i am so terribly out of shape right now oh this is going to be amazing though terry says how about adding an ice cream eating contest right after the run man okay uh so again uh, i'll be giving you details links to uh, a link to get up to there and uh we're gonna raise a ton of money great job mike uh, mike ball as much as i can't stand the fact that you're gonna kick my ass supposedly nathan says eric's a beast have you seen his mr 10 picks yeah it was 30 years ago come on okay the live stream and the open of the Eric St. Joe podcast, as I said, brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling in Irvine. You guys are great. Last night, there was an idiot boxing match that went on. Another one of these, uh, uh, well, we had Floyd Mayweather Jr. fighting uh, Logan Paul. It was kind of excruciating a lot of clinching the fighters combined to land just 73 punches uh, paul goes the distance somehow according to this and it was it was uh, kind of like live updated in a blog form uh 73 punches landed with mayweather landing the majority of them paul struggling mightily to find his target once the he's big he's a big dude he's big and strong paul but he he can't he can't fucking fight the larger Paul realized he wouldn't be able to catch that target. He decided to tie up Mayweather as part of a plan to remain on his feet for the eight rounds. It was a moral victory for the 26-year-old Logan Paul, who will go home richer and be able to say he went the distance with an undefeated living legend. Quote, I want anyone to tell me anything is... I, uh, I guess he's saying, he, he writes like Kenny. Uh, what he means to say is, I don't want anyone to tell me that things are impossible ever again. The fact that I'm here with the GOAT means the, means the odds can be beaten. You didn't beat anything. Just because you went the distance by grabbing onto the guy and hanging onto him doesn't, doesn't mean you're good at this, for God's sake. Uh, Mayweather retired from boxing in 2017 when he beat Conor McGregor to improve to 50-0. and 0. Now, in this fight, it went the distance. and It wasn't scored. There was no scorecard. So they just said no winner. I had fun, Mayweather said. You got to realize I'm not 21 anymore. I had fun moving around with these guys. He was better than I thought he was. This was fun. Uh, Mayweather tried to land a fight-ending shot in the middle rounds, but Paul did a good job of tying up Mayweather. Um, here's some sound from the damn thing. The announcers are stupid. First of all, this is the... Um, Chad Johnson fought a guy named Brian Maxwell, who I have no idea who that is. Chad Johnson is also known as Ocho Cinco Chad, Ocho Cinco Johnson, uh, former NFL receiver. This is his first fight. And this dude he's fighting, this Brian Maxwell, hit him with a punch. And the announcers, I don't even know who the fuck the announcers are. Everything's stupid and jokey. They got to throw in jokes on everything. So if you was a former nightclub and your girls watch, it should be disgusting. Oh! 
He went down. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, heroes become your yeah. heroes. Oh. Okay. Okay. The man hit the mat. Maxwell House woke him up. Yeah, this Maxwell House was good to the last drop. Okay, so lots of coffee references at this point because his name's Maxwell. This Maxwell House was good to the last drop. Third coffee joke has doesn't even have to do with Maxwell House. He says the best part of waking up isn't that is Folgers in your cup, right? So three coffee references and the third one doesn't even apply. Man, hit the Ma- Maxwell House woke him up. Yeah, this Maxwell House was good to the last drop. Oh, man. Wow, the best part of waking up is it's still on Showtime. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you better get yourself a Mr. Coffee. How about you seven there? Ooh, that's a Starbucks Pike's place. Stupid idiot. Uh, Logan Paul got, uh, and there, there's, these announcers were terrible. I forget, like I said, I don't know who the hell they were. There was one moment when uh, there was a punch landed that wasn't even that great of a punch Mayweather, that Mayweather threw and hit Paul with. And they made it seem like it was the biggest punch that's ever been thrown in a boxing match. <laughs> And Logan Paul, oh, and there's that left hook by Mayweather. Wow. And another look at it here. Logan Paul, hands down, go. going for the Boom. uppercut. And yes. The, yes. Counter. Like tomatoes on my burger. That was, I left the iron on at home. <laughs> left hook by. Toma. These guys idiots. Um, Logan Paul gives an interestingly calm interview. This is when they're, it's like the timeline leading up to the event. First to the ring is Logan Paul. He heads to the ring in a gold robe, arms raised, and seemingly having having fun. He's also wearing a gold-plated Pokemon chain. Was uh, Yeah, they, they made a big deal because he's got like a rare Pokemon card that's probably worth a lot of money. What a fucking child. He comes walking into the ring with a, with a GD Pokemon card around his neck. What an asshole. Migos performing before Mayweather heads of the ring. Logan Paul forced to watch an impromptu concert. Mayweather yet to emerge, making him wait. Mayweather, uh, three minutes later, finally makes his way to the ring with Moneybag Yo walking him out. No idea. Logan Paul's been in the ring for 10 minutes waiting. 11.02 p.m. Fighter introduction's done, and it's time to see a fight. Uh, round one, Mayweather giving Paul a bunch of different looks. Paul throws an uh, Logan Paul throws an ultra slow jab and another ultra slow jab. Yeah, when you get somebody who doesn't do this for a living and is just not talented, you know, um, it it looks ridiculous. You you forget you you lose sight of how fast these actual professionals are. Uh, when. They're both professionals. But when you have someone like Logan Paul who has really no business being in a, in a boxing ring, this is proof positive you cannot buy your way into being a professional at something like this. Okay, you must have some God-given ability because Logan Paul, with all the money in the world, hires the best trainers, and he has all the time in the world to do that. Make this a project. Become a boxer. Build a boxer from scratch. You still have no God-given ability. Okay, you may be able to get an ultra-great shape and have the best trainers money can buy and all the time to actually improve your game and, uh, and do a crash course on boxing. But you still are ultimately uh, uh, not a boxer, 
Okay, there is there's no boxer in the world that you, I mean, real boxer that you can actually beat. Um, so they talk about how slow he is. Paul poses in front of Floyd, left hook to the body by Mayweather. Logan didn't look like that at all. Paul looks terrible. Mayweather can end this at any time. Logan Paul just missing and then starts winging punches. Mayweather avoids everything. End of round. Uh, everything that Paul did was slow. Uh, not a lot happening. Mayweather just waiting for his opportunity to fire. Paul throws punches, but Mayweather isn't close to being in trouble. End of round two. So, you know, that's basically it. It just wasn't a lot going on. Uh, they, they said it was kind of entertaining. But at the end of the day, something like this isn't going to have any value whatsoever. It's embarrassing. I just wish, you know, they're, they're both idiots, both of these guys. I, I, I kind of had a, a wish that they would both knock each other out and cause serious brain injuries between them. But, uh, all right. So Logan Paul loses. His brother Jake Paul now, same thing, wants to become a boxer. I want these guys to do be, go on to different things, become an NFL quarterback, work on that maybe. I don't know. Idiot boxing match in the books. Okay, more coming up. I want to talk about this dude that was just attacked by an alligator. We'll hear from him and what he was doing to get attacked by an alligator. Jeff Bezos is going to space. My goodness. Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. If you're buying, uh, if you're into gardening, you got a green thumb, this is who you call. Locations all throughout West Michigan and beyond. You've got Kalamazoo, Lansing, Alpine, and Grand Rapids and the Growers Outlet and Byron Center. And you can buy it all online, HorizonHydroponics.com, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Use coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout and get save yourself 10%. Buy it online, pick it up there, just save the shipping altogether. Or uh, you can uh, go, of course, into the store. That's what we do nowadays, and buy it there. Talk to the experts at Horizon Hydroponics. Cornhole America invites you to check out what they can do for you in terms of getting uh, whatever you want put onto a set of cornhole boards. Cornholeamerica.com. So great. And if you have a charity event that you want to raise some money for, bang on their door. Eric Zane said to call you, how do we do this? How do we do a charity event? You're going to raise a ton of cash for whatever it is you want to raise cash for. It could be, uh, it could be the AT Children's Project. It could be uh, maybe uh, uh, you've got a sick kid in the community, whatever it may be. Eight, uh, cornholeamerica.com. That's cornholeamerica.com. Okay. Uh this dude, I think it was somewhere in Florida, had to be, right? Uh, was the Miaka River, Miaka River, just the other day, uh, and just a handful of days ago, actually, it was, uh, was uh, he's recovering, but he was in this river with, like, scuba gear looking for uh, megalodon teeth, ancient sharks, and the thing is, he's, he shows in the interview, he goes, like, look, I got a bunch of them. And he's, so he's sitting there looking at the bottom of this river, and he's finding these ancient teeth, having a great old time, and then something goes south. Check this out. I asked how bad it was and who I could tell just from his voice. 
he was just trying to comfort me. 34 stitches, a mild skull fracture, and bite marks on his hand. Jeffrey Heim is beyond grateful to be alive. She says the realization that I'm alive right now and that they said there's no brain damage that they're aware of. He was going diving in the Mayaka River on Sunday looking for megalodon teeth. These were found in the Mayaka River diving. He was only in the water for a few minutes when he was attacked from behind by an alligator. And the feeling of being in a gator's mouth that felt like a wow boat going 50 miles an hour and i was like where did that boat come from now while he is on the road to recovery he says he plans to stay out of the mayaka river that was just so unprovoked you're in a wild animal's territory it knows what it's doing no matter how trained you are in any river any ocean the animals are always in control okay now this guy was like all right that's it i'm done which you know you don't always hear about it that way you you so Sometimes when something like that happens, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, if I would have, if it's my time, I'm going to die doing what I love, but uh, I'm going to keep doing it. This guy is not doing that. He's committed to, uh, you know, staying away from where alligators could be. And, uh, and thank God, you know, and first of all, in that neck of the woods, every, you know, Florida area, there's, uh, there's, there's gators everywhere. Um, shit. How about that fucking story where the kid got eaten at Disney? He's just standing there by the edge of some water on the on the uh, uh, property, and the thing just flies up out of the water. You never see the kid again. Oh, my God. The idea that that can happen. We're on their turf. He says it just happened so fast. Nothing you can do. But the closest I've ever been to something like that was getting bit by Daisy. And talk about a helpless feeling. There is no way. She had to just let me go. She was like, all right, fine, I'm done. When she bit the shit out of my arm. I cannot imagine this guy uh, having enough. I'd be so traumatized I wouldn't be able to do the interview. Jeez. I take it back. I guess I heard wrong. He says, despite his ordeal, a commercial spear fisherman said he will not quit his passion project of going hunting for fossilized shark teeth. Oh, well, now you're just screwed. Your life is worth more than any shark tooth or whatever you enjoy, he said. But I won't stop diving. I'm just going to find safer ways to do it. Probably not in that river. All right, there you go. I think you can live with that. That'll probably work. But jeez. Jeff Bezos is going to space. Okay. This guy, first of all, uh, you start, I'm starting to be convinced that he is uh, trying to be a supervillain just by the way he looks with the haircut. I think that these people, when they get that wealthy, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, all of the money um, makes them behave the way they do. Always want to one-up themselves, and uh, now the latest is traveling to space. He's been a little bit less in the uh, public eye when it comes to his, his program, Blue Origin, but... Uh, it's absolutely going to happen. He is flying into space with his brother. Okay, now, when I see things like this, I'm like, well, all right, is this purely just an entertainment thing? Are you just doing this for fun? Because whenever I see this, I think about the dollars that it costs to get up there. And unless if there's some charity aspect to it, which I, I'm pretty sure isn't there with the Elon Musk one, a lot of that is going to St. Jude, which is incredible. Uh, if if that is the case, but you know, 
part of me is like, well, are they really going to give the money? Because you throw it out there and, you know, you got to have the proof that you actually gave it away, right? I'm sure that people will be watching that. But Bezos, uh, I don't know if that's the case. He's flying to space on the first crewed flight of the New Shepard, the rocket ship made by Blue Origin. His space company flight is scheduled for July 20th, just 15 days after he's set to resign as CEO of Amazon. He made his first billion dollars in 1999. That's when he became a billionaire. Right now, he is worth $187 billion. My God. Not long ago, I had a conversation with uh, the Van Andels. And I think they are worth like one and a half billion dollars or something like that. I it was some crazy number that they could spend a million dollars a year for like three and a half years or four years or something. Like a million a million dollars a year every day for that long. And that's they have just over one billion dollars. One hundred and eighty seven billion dollars. First of the billion they're called the billionaire space tycoons. Musk bezos and oh by the way richard branson um not even musk whose spacex builds rockets powerful enough to enter orbit around earth has announced plans to travel to space around uh aboard one of his uh company's human worthy crew capsules but uh bezos is going to do it do you think maybe his uh his ex is like come on crash i wonder if you can put money on whether or not he's going to survive this I would never want to do this. This is too much. I would just be too terrified. Blue Origin's flight, crude flight, will see uh, the company's six-seater capsule and 59-foot rocket uh, tear toward the edge of space on an 11-minute flight that will reach more than 60 miles above Earth. After six years of extensive and often secretive testing of the rocket and capsule called New Shepard, Blue Origin announced in May it was preparing to put the first passengers in a New Shepard capsule. Though the company has not announced on how much it will sell regular tickets for, Blue Origin said one seat will be given to the winner of a month-long auction that's currently in progress. The bidding has reached $2.8 million as of Monday morning. Wow ton of cash you know he started this thing he started amazon in 1994 selling only books to with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from his parents jesus the um ever-growing web of things that they have is just unbelievable um netflix to the cia as customers owning mgm the studio that makes james bond films he's trying to be a james bond villain to holding a major stake in Rivian, an electric car company. It has its own security company, Ring, and its own grocery chain, Whole Foods. And it's and that's before you get to the airline, Prime Air. Jesus. The amount of cash. Unbelievable. All right. That happens in July. I want to put you in front of... The audience, if you have a business and you want to get behind the Eric Zane Show podcast, reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com. I can tell you how it works. It's so simple. In front of my audience on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, and, of course, the audio podcast at ericzanecho.com. Join me just by reaching out, eric at ericzanecho.com. I'll tell you what you need to know and how it works. Drop me a line. Tell me that you're interested, and I will take care of the rest. 
Thank you to TC Paintball. We've got an event coming up in August, just a couple of months away. TCPaintballGR.com. If you want to book a party for you and your friends, do it at TCPaintballGR.com. All the information is there. You just get the crew together, head over to TC Paintball. Your party is booked. And, man, you are going to have a ball. One fee gets you all the play you need for three hours with the mask, the paint, and the gun. All set up. You're going to have a great time. If you want a little bit more armor so you don't want to get uh, pelted up, you can uh, rent that too. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Thank you. Okay, get this. The um, Indianapolis Enforcers were supposed to play the West Michigan Ironmen over the weekend on Saturday. They canceled. This is the champion uh, championship game for uh, the, the Arena Football League. Now, the Ironmen have beat the shit out of everybody this year. They're much better. I bring this up because Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage owns the team. The players had a revolt in Indy, and they told the coach they are not coming to Grand Rapids to play football. They said, why? The coach goes, why? What, what the hell? They said, we don't want to be embarrassed in front of a crowd. I, I swear to God, I'm not even supposed to say that, but I don't give a shit. What a bunch of pussies. The coach said, hey, guys, we're not coming up. And Mario's like, well, what? Huh? Yeah, my players don't want to be embarrassed in front of your fans. They, and the, the coach of the Indianapolis team said, they are a bunch of pussies. And then that was it. How embarrassing is that? Uh, it's great that the West Michigan Ironmen are that good. I guess they just do football better here in West Michigan. But, uh, all right, so they, they forfeit the game. The Iron Men are the champions. What a shit show. My God. All right, they'll be back next year with another season of football at the world-famous Mercy Health Arena next to the Mario Flores Van Dyke Mortgage uh, Convention Center. That's where it is in beautiful downtown Muskegon. If you are thinking about a mortgage or getting a refi or your first mortgage or whatever it may be, reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. Eric, Facebook is down. I knew it. I knew it. Damn it. That was um, that was because I played the clip from the frickin' fight. Facebook shut it down. Amanda says I'm not on Twitter either. Ah, oh, God. Well, there you go. YouTube crowd's going to be getting a little bit bigger for today. All right. Yeah, well. Yeah, I rolled the dice on that one. I did think of it ahead of time. I actually thought, am I going to get in trouble for this? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Uh, I don't give a shit. Fuck it. Roll the dice. All right. We'll get through it. It happens. Okay. Man, I love this story. And you hear about this more and more. Um, another uh, moment where someone use genealogy type of um services you know they hey let's see let's see how see where my relatives are use that type of service uh, what is it called forever 21 21 and you 21 and me uh it, use that type of service to solve a crime the, this happened to another to a serial killer years ago was busted the green river killer i think it was was caught this way 
but this is happening more and more uh, 50 years ago in illinois uh, back in 1972 a 15 year old girl named julianne hansen she borrowed her brother's bike to go ride around or something like that in the neighborhood neighborville illinois never seen again uh alive body found uh stabbed to death multiple times and uh never any idea who did it five decades later they have arrested barry lee welpley 76 was only 26 years old when he murdered her they arrested and charged him out of his uh residence in minnesota mounds view minnesota uh, arrested for the June no, 1972 killing of Julie Ann Hansen. Quote, this horrific crime has haunted this family, this community, and this department for 50 years, well, 49 years, said the chief of police, Robert Marshall. The investigation and resulting charges were truly a team effort that spanned decades. I could not be more proud of the determination and resourcefulness of our investigators, both past and present, who never gave up on Julie. Can you imagine that? Uh, being a first of all this guy thinks he gets away with murder and god knows who else he's killed over the years and uh was able to get away with it for 50 years and they finally bring him to justice the girl was reported missing by the local cops her body was discovered later that day in a field multiple stab wounds wounds a suspect in the case was not immediately identified but after 49 years of continued investigation authorities were led to an arrest through technological advancements in dna and genetic genealogy analysis so i don't this may have been one of those things where they took the dna from the crime scene and they just kept it and just waited uh maybe or maybe they just realized that they had dna available let's go back and uh, and, and dig up this case and see if we can uh, use what we have at our disposal now for technology. The technology has caught up to the crime, and been able and be, be, be able to, uh, de- you know, figure out who is who and where is where. Because a lot of times when you do this shit, um, it will say, okay, you might be related to this person here. You might be related to this person here. They were able to get the DNA, and then uh, start to work backwards through the case, and then pinpoint who this guy was so what started out is just a fun thing to be able to try to track people down uh relatives and things like that has turned into a actual real investigative tool that they can solve crimes with this was never a cold case for our police department marshall said we were all conscious of julie's murder looking for the killer and we had julie's picture on our desks and investigations for all these years so wow you got to understand you got to believe that like for 50 years the people that were investigating that case long ago they've long since retired or died you get new people coming in to be able to keep them interested in this case is unbelievable at the time the killer um at the time of the killing wepley was 27 years old and lived within one mile of hansen's home authorities said they could not give details on the dna evidence leading to the arrest to avoid jeopardizing the prosecution of the case we cannot go into specifics I think probably everybody in the media is aware of this procedure and these detectives used it with great expertise and resulted in the charges being filed here today this is going to be the type of thing that when the story can be told about how they brought this guy to justice i'm going to be fascinated by this i love these types of stories really really great all right your old pal eric is going to be on who are these podcasts again i was invited back by carl to who are these podcasts 
we will record on the 26th of June. And then it will appear on the 27th. I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about. He hasn't yet decided who, what show we will be covering. But uh, I am going to be uh, talking about whatever show that he has me um, uh, pick apart. And I've been listening to various clips of Carl on his show. He has various crutches that I'm going to build into a super, a super cut. Um, I don't want to tip off what it is right now, but look forward to that in a couple of weeks. A few weeks, actually. What is today? The 7th? All right, so we got a little bit more than two weeks. About three weeks till that show shows up. If you're just getting, uh, if you're just tuning into this, know that there is a race in the works with Mike Ball. The stage has been set. He thinks he's going to kick my ass. He is way ahead of me on the training. We are going to do this for the AT Children's Project. We're going to raise a ton of money. Stay tuned. I cannot wait to talk about this with you. Chrissy Teigen is screwed. She's married to John Legend. All right? She is woke as hell. You know, you would think that in this day and age, that that's, uh, you know, supermodel, super rich, Hollywood elite. She's very, very woke. Well, not so woke. Because this has come back to bite her in the ass. Do you remember that pinup model named uh, Courtney's, Courtney Stodden? She was married to the dude who played uh, the idiot in the Green Mile, Percy. His name is Doug Hutchinson. And um, Courtney Stodden was married to him at like 16 years old. Her parents actually agreed to sign away their parental right or, or endorse the marriage or something like that. And 50-year-old Doug Hutchinson uh, was married to Stodden when she was 16 which is just so gross it was really really fucked up and you know all you had to do is take one look at an interview with these two and realize that they're absolutely batshit crazy she looked like she was about 35 40 she looked like a, a hot made-up mom kind of but just a little bit too just really really manufactured appearance about her and uh so, you know, it kind of drew a lot, of, a lot of ire from people, but she was a 16-year-old girl still and clearly suffering from some type of mental illness, right? Well, years pass, and it's revealed just not long ago that the now 26-year-old Stodden, she, real, she um, revealed the, um, I don't know if they were uh, DMs or something like that, but uh, Chrissy Teigen bullied her told her she should kill herself told her she's a piece of shit i mean really really rough stuff so this flies right in the face of the woke chrissy teigen uh the wife of john legend and so now she has a, a ton of um endorsements and things like that she's a supermodel well stodden revealed all the shit that chrissy teigen said to her i mean who was in her mid-30s at the time um well, hell, she wasn't even that old. She was only like 25 at the time. She's 35 right now. So now she's getting the book thrown at her, Chrissy Teigen. She is being canceled. And I always love it when, if there is a cancellation that is going to take place. If it's with someone who has the extreme bit of uh, hypocrisy on display, and that is the case with Chrissy Teigen, okay? 
The latest is she was on uh, set to be on the Netflix series Never Have I Ever, which is put out by Mindy Kaling. You might remember her. I think she's from The, off- the, uh, the Office. Um, well, she's been uh, scrubbed from the show. And she, uh, what do you call it? Tegan has been trying to fix this. She's been, like, apologizing, going on an apology tour. But no one's really buying it, which is awesome. A spokesman for the show told E! News that Tegan, 35, decided to step away from a guest voiceover role in one episode of the second season, which premieres in July. The part is expected to be recast. The model has not commented on her departure or participation in Never Have I Ever, a coming-of-age dramedy inspired by Kaylin's childhood was rumored but never officially announced. The news comes three weeks after she publicly apologized for bullying Stodden, 26, just after the influencer and model rose to fame following their controversial 2011 marriage at age 16 to Doug Hutchinson. Now, Stodden is one of these people who has changed her pronouns. So some of the wording in this is kind of weird. She uses they, there, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, I fucking hate that. But uh, just for the sake of the, ar- the, uh, the article, I'll, I'll use it. Tegan made her comments two days after the Daily Beast posted an interview with Stodden, who has since divorced Hutchinson, of course, and recently got engaged to their current boyfriend. Or if, if she hadn't chosen those pronouns, it would say engaged to her current boyfriend, in which they detailed some of the cookbook author's past cruel messages. Um, I don't have all the messages in, in front of me, but they're, they're rough, basically telling her to kill herself. Not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all their past bullshit in front of the entire world, she tweeted on May 12th. I'm mortified. This is Tegan trying to fix it. She says, I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was an insecure, attention-seeking troll. I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. Now, look, when it comes to owning it, I would say she is, okay? She's saying, yeah, I did this, and I should not have done that. I love that. I I think that's okay. Tegan continued, I have worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved, and the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable, truly. These were not my only mistakes and surely won't be my last as I try, but God and I will try. All right, that's great. She's bringing God into it. That's a hell of an apology. Tegan also added, I have tried to connect with Courtney privately, But since I feel publicly fueled, wait a minute, but since I publicly fueled all this, I want to also publicly apologize. I'm so sorry, Courtney. I hope you can heal now, knowing how deeply sorry I am. I am so sorry I let you guys down. I will forever work on being better than I was 10 years ago, one year ago, six months ago. Um, Okay. Stodden said on Instagram last month that they accepted that doesn't make sense i'm sorry god i hate it stodden said on instagram last month that they accepted tegan's apology and forgave her but added that neither the star nor her associates communicated with them privately so tegan is like yeah i I reached out to her privately well then stodden says no she didn't she did not In fact, she blocked me on Twitter, Stodden added. 
All of me wants to believe this is a sincere apology, but it feels like a public attempt to save her partnerships with Target and other brands who are real realizing her wokeness is a broken record. Yes, of course it is. She's trying to cover her ass. After Tegan made her apology, it was reported that her Cravings cookware line was no longer available at Target. A rep for the retailer told Fox Business in a statement at the time, we made the mutual decision in December to no longer carry the cookware line, gave our continued focus on brands we develop and can only be found at Target. However, Target still sells her cookbooks. You see, if you try to uh, backpedal like that, it's not going to work. We need more stars who are caught with their hand in the cookie jar being a bully. Say, yeah, well, she's a fucking whore. Who gives a shit? She's a brain-dead, blonde, bimbo whore who deserves nothing but terrible things happening to her because of her poor judgment. That's the only way you can hope to save this. Apologizing does nothing these days. Uh, Tegan... Amazingly, has been quiet on social media since she apologized to Stodden. That'll shut you up real quick. She's gone on a complete hiatus. Uh, this no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negative. Hold on a second. Let me back this up. This is rich. Tegan hasn't posted anything. She has not, uh, although she has not formally announced, she has quit her platforms. Is that something you have to do? You have to formally announce that you've quit your platforms? Come on. The only people who quit the platform are people who step in shit or step on their own dicks. Where she has millions of followers. The supermodel had gone on a three-week Twitter hiatus earlier this year. Quote, this no longer serves me positively as it serves me negatively. Yeah, the, the, the social media doesn't serve you in a way. It isn't the social media that's the problem. It's you. You are the problem. You're the one who did this. Don't blame. That's like blaming uh, guns on people getting murdered. It's you can't blame the gun. You got to blame the crazy person who is using the gun. Don't blame the platform, idiot. She says, "I think that's the right time to call something." Tegan tweeted in March. I have made my mistakes throughout my years and in front of hundreds of thousands and been held accountable for them. I've learned an incredible amount here. God, I have said fucked up shit and killed myself over it as much as you killed me. But one thing I haven't learned is how to block out the negativity. You hear that, Kenny? She continued, "I'm just a sensitive slut, okay?" I don't want to be this way. I just am. But I love you guys, and I cherish our time together. I truly do. I also hate you, she writes. Oh, my God. What a mess. What an absolute mess. So easy to screw with somebody's brain if you really want to. And for someone who's as hypocritical as she is, why the hell not? I'm really amazed by Courtney Stodden. She's, uh, she will perpetually look the way she does. When she was 15, 16 years old, she looked like she was 45. Right now, she looks like she's 45. When she's 75, she may look like she's 45. Look at this. Hold on a second here. Look it up. Courtney St uh, Stodden, 16. Oh, my God. So if you don't know, if you've never seen what this person looks like. There you go. Various images of Courtney Stodden. 16 years old. 
On the left is 16-year-old Courtney Stodden. On the right is what she looks like now. Wow. That is horrible. This is her at 16. This is the guy she was married to, Doug Hutchinson. This is um, when she's 16. She's a 16-year-old girl in this image. That's fucking sick. God, do I hate this. this. She's 16 in this picture. She's walking around with this fucking dummy. Ugh, how gross is this? He's having sex with a child. Uh, apparently on the left, this is her before all the transformation took place. This is also very, very young. Under 18, looking like that. That is twisted. Her parents should be ashamed of themselves. Sick bastards. Look what you did. My God. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey joins us. Brother Eric, looking good. Miss you, my brother. And he's on Facebook, too. How can that be? All right. Amanda says YouTube is better anyway. Ah, whatever. Well, there you go. It doesn't matter to me what platform you enjoy the show on, as long as you enjoy it. All right, folks, we've got nominations for Asshole of the Day. Let's go over the list of who we have in store. Courtney Stodden's mom and dad. Chrissy Teigen. The dude in Minnesota arrested for murder of a crime, uh, a stabbing crime from 50 years ago. Uh, Mike Ball? Logan Paul? Could it be Floyd Mayweather Jr.? I don't know. We don't have any real gigantic leaders of who it could be for the asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. I will say this. Uh, JM Synthetics is going to be around for quite some time. We have uh, fostered a new agreement, and I am delighted to say they will be on the show, Jason Mays and uh, JM Synthetics, for quite some time. But I need to stress to you that it's super important for anybody who does DIY work to bang on the door of Jason Mays at JM Synthetics and order some product. Bringing you the asshole of the day. TC Paintball brings you asshole of the day. Get a group together and go see them and visit uh, their, their place in Grand Rapids and get after it with an amazingly fun paintball adventure. It's going to be fun out there in the heat today. Holy shit. All right. Who do we have for asshole of the day? All right. Chrissy Teigen does get an honorable mention, but in my opinion, the asshole of the day is Courtney Stodden's mom and dad. Those six sons of bitches, they would, they would win this award all the time. Also throw an asshole of the day is Facebook. Chris says it should be Chrissy Teigen. Ass, asshole of the day, Facebook for dropping you. There you go. Your asshole of the day. For this, the 7th of June, 2021. The Patreon bonus podcast is going to start at 11 a.m. I want to see you there on it. 
Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. One final update. I have not heard from Miss Rita. I think that means, uh, I guess, some good news is happening. I have no idea. She seemed pretty interested at first. That uh, that, uh, offer still stands for her to use the pool if she needs to. Uh, I will wait for her call. Thank you for the idea, Kenny, and offering it to her, but I have not heard a thing from her. All right, folks, that is going to do it for a Monday edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. Jimmy Stinson takes us out. Oh, my God, listen to that. I promise I won't sing on the Patreon today. I'm all, I'm all sung out for a little while. Plus, I got Benadryl on my brain. Makes me, like, slur my words and shit. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you down the road. Thank you. Bye-bye.